Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Who are you? Where are you? And how are you? And what are you doing? What are you doing out there? Welcome to News on Acid, episode number 58. We are your hosts, Joan, Evan. Evan, did you know, Hmm. today I learned, T-I-L, that more than 400 million years ago, so it was a while, it's been Mm -hmm. a minute, Yeah, there was a fungus called Proto-Taxites. Taxites. Thank you. That towered more than 24 feet over most of the land plants in the Silurian period. Yeah, that's what before there was like pre trees, right? You just pre tree, pre tree, just, just had shrubs or whatever. Yeah, judging by the fact that you know the pronunciation of it, <laughs> I'm gonna go out on, I'm gonna go out on a limb. Yeah, and uh, so you've listened to Paul Stamets talk before. <laughs> that's true. I've uh, read a lot of Paul Stamets and heard him talk about prototaxites. Yeah, a giant twenty. There's actually some. Uh, I don't have it pulled up, but it, it, you can actually if you type in prototaxites and there's some like renderings that people yeah. have done. And they're awesome. There's just these giant towering mushrooms. There's fossils of it that were stumping people in like Saudi Arabia for a while. Um, yeah, I figured I'd, I'd bring it up for that exact reason. When you like look at uh, artist renditions of it, it's crazy to think of a world like that being well, you, literally the one we're on right now. Well, you know, you know what's also crazy is that uh, fungi is the closest uh, to the animal kingdom than any other thing such as like plants um they say it's going to save the world prototaxites just fungus, fungus. in yeah. general i think There's they a, found a fungus that'll eat plastic yeah it's true it's fucking they use it nuts. uh paul stamus done some amazing stuff like bioremediation cleaning up oil spills like yeah he's done he's like he's found a way to do it with uh uh like saving the bees as well like He's for every like major ecological thing, Paul Stamets is out there finding some sort of mushroom solution. Maybe he'll uh, come up with the cure for this COVID nineteen, dude. Ooh, yeah. Maybe it lies in a mushroom somewhere. Yeah, we all just have to grow shiitake <laughs> on a log in your backyard, <laughs> and that makes you immune. Yeah, but speaking of mushrooms, I actually came across this local story. Um. As we've mentioned before on this podcast, mushrooms were first decriminalized, uh, small amounts, and then later, Governor Polis decriminalized all drugs pretty much outside of a handful, uh, yeah, like under a- four grams. Yeah. And now we have this place. I've never been there. Have you ever heard of Strava Craft Coffee? No, it doesn't sound like uh, something I'd walk into. craft coffee you know how much that's gonna cost yeah it's like a ten dollar cup but anyway they say they've taken steps to normalize safe regular and sub-perceptual psychedelic use this is coming from truththeory.com as has this podcast by the way what we've taken steps to normalize safe regular and sub-perceptual psychedelic drug use yeah we've even uh eaten psychedelics on this podcast um but they, the company released had a press release, and it says, I quote, by incorporating microdoses of psilocybin into coffee and tea. Psilocybin, by the way, if you don't know, is one of the main alkaloids in psychedelic mushrooms. Go to arrowwood.com already, Jesus. Yeah. And it says, uh, Strava aims to empower consumers with access to natural compounds, which may offer life-changing benefits. So... Obviously, it's not really legal to sell these, so it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, how what's they... happening? How's how is this happening? That's that's my. Let, let me read one. a little bit more. Maybe it'll give you. Um, I don't think they go into too much detail, but 
Strava CEO Andrew Amit uh, views the launch of the coffee as an opportunity to begin a larger discussion on the use of psilocybin. Similar to cannabis, the stigma surrounding the psychedelic fungi has lessened in recent years following scientific research concluding magic mushrooms to be a potential remedy for PTSD, anxiety, and even depression. And here's another quote from him. Just as cannabis has been misunderstood and controversial for decades, he says in the press release, psilocybin from mushrooms has been equally polarizing, yet proponents of both suggest they each can contribute meaningfully to the human experiment experience as the research is showing with measured consumption cannabis and psilocybin can both promote psychological mental and spiritual health um when it comes to like the actual legality of it he says while regulatory matters still need to be addressed yeah uh strava <laughs> aims to begin put it lightly <laughs> offering coffee and tea with psilocybin microdose as soon as late 2020 or early 2021 Quote, I see my role in the role of Strava as incorporating psilocybin into a conversation that makes it easier for people to relate to. We want the conversations around psilocybin to mirror those around marijuana. What are the benefits? Okay. A little presumptuous to probably be aiming for the end of 2020. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you need like a full-blown legalization of of psilocybin well, in order to be able to sell a product with psilocybin in it because you would also need, I mean, mar- CBD is one thing because we've all just collectively understood that CBD is non-psychoactive and when used without THC is basically, you know, very, uh, what do they say? Sub-perpetual, perceptual, yeah. sub-perceptual, sorry. So... What are you going to get, like a dispensary license for mushrooms somehow by the end of 2020? No, I don't understand. I don't think that. that's going to, it's going to have to be, if I'm not mistaken, there was something like that in like Amsterdam. Like it's like actually right, not legal yeah. there, but it's like they look the other way kind of thing. So I think he's just going to try to start like slanging coffee with, well, it's like, <laughs> mushrooms like, first of all, he's probably not selling it. He's probably like, this coffee includes it for free and like try to normalize right. it. Then try to get to the point where, you know, Denver seems pro psychedelics as far as I can tell. So it's pretty tight. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they start doing that and then they try to petition the government to do, you know, allow something sort of like that. But I don't know. I think he's trying to play the long game and get ahead of it. Yeah. Um, but I'm all for it for the record. But this reminds me of that other guy. Remember there was that someone in BC yeah. who was like, yeah, I'll just mail you mushrooms or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, you're going to go to jail, bro. Yeah. Like- <laughs> if you go back and listen to one of our earlier like psilocybin legalization episodes, we go over a guy in Canada who's basically, I'll just give you free mushrooms. But then he like had like a website. <laughs> it's just like, you're definitely getting your IP address looked up and uh, you're getting arrested probably. So Yeah, and the other thing about it is like it doesn't really matter if Denver decriminalized it because Colorado didn't. Yeah. Um, so maybe I was wrong. Maybe it wasn't Polis. Maybe it was uh, Hancock because Polis is the governor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, if the state of Colorado says it's illegal, that's one big hurdle. Yeah. Uh, and then federally illegal and you're like, you know, out there in front of everyone, you know, saying you're going to be selling illegal mushroom coffee we should go in there uh near the end of 2020 and see maybe there's going to be like a 
in and out secret menu situation going on where uh, you just have to ask for it and there's absolutely no advertisement for it, but he's just doing it. Yeah. I just you look- have to know like what type of bird to say at the counter. <laughs> so they're actually, yeah. I mean, so they're, I, I, they're a legit company. I finally found them on Google Maps. They're like in uh, Southeast Denver. They yeah. for sure thought they were going to be in Rhino. For mm-hmm. sure thought they were. Yeah, no, they're be in like Rhino. Uh, over by Virginia Village, in between there and Cherry Creek State Park. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, if even if they're like completely full of shit, um, it's a good marketing scheme, which I think a lot of these things are. I mean, it's like he can yeah. go ahead and say it and have no intention on it, and then all of a sudden. It's in all the local Denver places, and everyone wants to get that craft coffee. Right. Do you ever indulge in CBD coffee? Uh, no. I mean, I haven't really experimented a lot with CBD. I mean, I've had it sometimes. Some people say they feel it, and I I feel like I've never felt it. And other people say in order to feel it, you have to be in a certain position. Like, you have to be, like, in pain, relieving pain or whatever, something like that, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. How do you feel, feel about it? it? You feel I love it? CBD. I'm a huge yeah. CBD person. It's expensive. But I use, I don't, I don't ever use pure CBD products that you can like buy at a gas station. I, I always have some that have a little bit of THC, a little bit of THC. Cause that, that's, that potentiates it, right? Yeah. It, uh, it's synergistic with, um, they're, they are synergistic with one another. So, and the endocannabinoid system in your body. So, uh, I like it, but for CBD coffee, which I have had, I don't really get that. I don't. I don't. Not gonna lie. I don't like anything mixed in with my coffee, especially like an oil. Like yeah. I just don't. Separates pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, I'll just take it and drink the coffee. Now, speaking of full of shit, yeah, found an article and a uh, a new use. Well, I guess it is just for this particularly out of Canada. We've got the first ever. To my knowledge, mm-hmm. poop Zamboni. Roll yeah. that clip. Yeah, let's check that out. What the hell's going on here? Before Mike Hicks and his sidekick Patches rolled in, <laughs> this field was knee deep in goose crap. Little landmines wreaking havoc on island shoes. Oh yeah, every single day, I don't, I don't I'll walk right in now, goose crap. A problem that, in the blink of an eye, has vanished. It's a poop Zamboni. You may laugh, but this answer to it's an island-wide cool. problem it's and how great. it was paid for has people calling the Wanda Fuca director. The poop hero. I think this is one of the most relevant things I've done in my 11 years as regional director. In order to pay for this $10,000 metallic poop scoop that Hicks found online, he had to get creative. It was a stretch using taxpayers' money. <laughs> but Hicks knew he could use federal gas tax money if he could convince the powers that be that a pricey poop collector was in the interests of recreation. If rinks have ice Zambonis, why can't fields have Zambonis for feces? No, I don't think anyone's thought of that one before, but it's a great one. The device, the latest idea in what's been a never-ending battle with Canada's treasured bird. You might as well just surrender. Fed up farmers and local governments have tried everything. We had raptors, we had dogs. Culls have killed hundreds of birds. And just last August, the CRD wrote this letter asking for federal help. It hasn't heard back. Uh, I think the idea of a poop Zamboni is very innovative, and certainly I hope my uh, colleagues in Saanich will take a look at it. Hicks is convinced the machine with its sweeper is the answer to keeping Canadian fields clean. The excrement piled on the side of the field where it can be used for compost. You come out for 
an hour and clean the field. Pile of shit. A job Hicks is happy to do, pulling a device he hopes gets picked up everywhere. Dude, all right. <laughs> so, if you're a fan of the show, you know that we fucking hate geese, uh, for one. Um, so, as far as Zambonis go, this guy's like out outshining David Ayers to me. Uh, who, if you're a fan of the NHL, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But that's like amazing. That needs to be implemented. Yeah, I had everywhere. To, I had to look up where this was. So it's on Juan de Fuca, which is like basically Victoria, British Columbia, like on the Vancouver Island. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about him on this show a lot. Like we have so many geese here. Uh, in Denver, they started removing them and killing them and giving like the meat to the needy. They haven't done that in Lakewood, which is right next to Denver. So it seems like all the geese just go to Lakewood instead. Um, I chase them out of my front yard. <laughs> they're obnoxious. Uh, but that, that tool is amazing. It really was. It's fucking great. And he actually found it online and it, it's, it was described as just like a, uh, an actual pooper scooper. Like he didn't like repurpose something else. So somebody's smart enough to make this. Why have I never seen this before? I don't know about, I, I guess I don't know about Georgia, but growing up in Minnesota, Canadian geese are fucking everywhere and yeah. fields are full of Canadian shit. And it's just like, how do, how has this not been widespread my whole life? Every city should budget for one of these. Yeah, like, about to starting right the now. city of Denver. We really should. I mean, that ten thousand bucks. It's like it's expensive, but that pays off. I mean, that's pretty amazing. We should go to a like city council meeting and get that film. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an idea. I've got a petition. Yeah, yeah. I, what was the other Zamboni thing? David Ayers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a national. Hockey League emergency backup goalie who is a Zamboni <laughs> driver who won a game coming off the deep bench. But this Zamboni's more impressive to me than him. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And then we had another interesting story of drunk bears. Drunk bear. Singular. Singular bear. Yeah, out in Washington State, uh, fish and wildlife agents found a black bear, quote unquote, passed out on the lawn of uh, Baker Lake Resort. Upon investigation, <laughs> the agents found 36 consumed cans of Rainier beer and one bush. So basically what happened is that this bear got into campers' coolers and tried tried drinking one bush beer uh, before abandoning all of the others and focusing solely on the Rainier, thus drinking <laughs> 36 of them. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, that. Rainier is... Definitely way better than Bush. I haven't had a Rainier in a, in a while, but um, Bush is terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. I would definitely, but would it's probably stronger. It's probably stronger. Is it? I would think so. It, Aren't it, they all like the same kind of? I think Bush is kind of like Ice House or something, where it's like up there, like six or something. Fucking Ice House. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, they chased the bear off the campground uh, after finding it passed out. But it just kind of ran up into a tree and continued sleeping for another four hours mm-hmm. <laughs> before leaving for the rest of the day. Uh, when it came back the next morning, they humanely trapped it using donuts, honey, and two open cans of Rainier. <laughs> Dude, I need to become a fucking... It's like, the, it's like Homer Simpson in a bear costume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I've got a donut on the end of a fucking fishing pole. Dude. 
it's pretty awesome. I mean, I don't know. I don't think of, I don't think of animals other than humans, like going out of their way to drink 36 beers. No, I mean, you would think like it would be kind of dangerous for a bear to drink it. Cause he's presumably he's just biting into this can and it's Basically just like this yeah. crazy shards of aluminum, you know, he was loving it. Apparently it's just so funny that he abandoned. Have you ever have you ever known anyone who's given a uh, dog beer? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a family thing or what? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that like a high school party? Felt really bad for that dog, actually. I know. Uh, yeah, I have a friend here in Denver who he's a big brewer and he brews a lot of beer. And uh, yeah, he gives his beer. He gives his dogs like just a little bit of beer, not a lot, just a little like lick. It? Yeah, they really like it, but. Yeah, apparently, you know, you can only give them, like, not much. Like, you give them, like, two shots of beer, and that's, like, it. Yeah, totally. They like it. It's crazy. There's a, I don't know, 36 beers is a fucking lot. Like you're saying, (laughs) he is just kind of biting into it, so it's not like he's sitting and sipping every ounce of that alcohol down. But they didn't didn't, uh, qualify whether it's a black bear or... No, they said black bear. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I mean, black bears are pretty big, but um, they're not, like, I don't know. 36 beers could probably get a black bear drunk, I would assume. Yeah. He had to sleep it off in a tree for four hours. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know? What a, that's what he said. He's, like, passed out. It's, like, half the time bears are sleeping anyway, right? It should be asleep right now. Isn't it, like, wintertime? <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that a thing for black bears or just brown bears? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's my preferred job. I would like to be luring in drunk bears with the fucking donuts. Yeah. In a case of Rainier, but Dude, park rangers have it made. Do they? <laughs> I think so. That's like a lifer job when you get it, you like never leave it. Yeah. To just like do park stuff all day, that'd be sweet. Including trapping bears with beer. I don't know if it would be good. I I can't imagine it pays well. No, but you get like it, all the government benefits and like government holidays and all that type of shit. So it's it's definitely like a simple life, I think, as far as like you're not making like a shit ton of money, but you get to basically be in a national park all day long. Yeah. I thought about doing wildland firefighting for a while. God, that would be so tense. <laughs> I knew some people who did it. Like I, I worked with a guy who did it. And uh, dude, he used to make bank because like, one, they're always, there's always a shortage of wildland firefighters when it happens in the summer. They always have to like import people from out of state. Sometimes out of the country. Sometimes out of prisons. <laughs> but they always have to, they get paid by the hour. They're hourly employees, but they always work like 16-hour days. Yeah. So they're like always on overtime. And then basically the, the season is super short because it's like the summer months, you know, an extended summer. Maybe yeah. like four or five months. And I don't know if this is true for everybody, but like he was able to get unemployment the rest of the year. <laughs> really? So it was like he saved like in this whole time he would just like – uh he was like basically like camping like he was he's kind of a dirtbag guy but like he saved like a hundred thousand dollars doing that and then uh i was like that seems interesting i mean it looks tiring as hell but like then i realized like you can't really have like any sort of relationship or anything you know it's like yeah i'm gonna be gone for five months so uh i'll see you then you know yeah it'd be hard i've known somebody who's been in that and it seemed very difficult 
it's brutal. And he was part of like the Hot Shots crew too, which is like yeah. those people are fucking nuts, dude. So they like drop you in. They're <laughs> like, carrying like air drop you yeah, in. They're carrying like a hundred pounds of shit on their back and just like going into a forest fire. It's dude. nuts, man. Yeah, that would be. Imagine how unpredictable that whole line line of work is. Like the winds change and <laughs> dude. shit's fucking different. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Kind of glad you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've. It's amazing that I ended up with any sort of normal job. Yeah, that's true. There was definitely a uh, plenty of time there for you to do something very weird. <laughs> um, but I did wanted to get. I, I almost forgot about it, but I wanted to follow up. Um, give me one second to pull this up because I I actually forgot. But we had a an email from one of our one of our listeners who oh, yes. watched one of our videos. And let me just get in here real quick. Give me one second. Uh, we had a video where we used to do, if you are an old fan of the show, advice. And uh, we did some advice for someone who had a hairy dick shaft. Yeah. And uh, let me just, just try to read this email without giving up too much personal information. Uh, it sounds like someone, they're from the UK because they use pounds. Uh, they said, hey guys, just seen your YouTube video about the guy with the hairy dick shaft. <laughs> And I, in that video, I asked if anyone had theirs like lasered because that's what I said. Joe was like, just let it be. And I was like, if you can laser it for cheap, give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I said, finance that shit if it's like finance lasering your dick shaft. Um, and so this guy wrote in and he said, I had mine lasered about a year ago because I had hair that goes pretty high up the shaft, proper thick pubic hair. That's totally uh, some British phrasing there. It's um, very, very. British. Proper thick pubic hair, isn't it? Uh, not just fine ones. I had about six sections costing me about 300 pounds and it didn't do anything, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've only, I've only known women in the past that have done laser. Yeah. And it doesn't like... I think it takes... I knew someone who got their VJJ. Yep. And it was like six sessions, I think. Yep. I knew some people that have done that too. It's not... It's not as like flawless as you'd think. I'm surprised it didn't do anything. But this guy goes on. Yeah, let me and let me, actually paints an even worse picture. Well, I don't know. It says uh, it says didn't do anything. If anything, it is now worse. There you go. I researched <laughs> afterwards, and apparently, in rare cases, it can stimulate fine white hairs to grow into thick, coarse hairs. So now, fifty percent of my erect shaft is bushy, like the base, and there is quite a trail of hairs that run all the way to the tip of my foreskin yeah i must have skipped over that when i was reading this <laughs> really <laughs> i've been dreaming about that <laughs> i ate an edible when i was reading this and it just I, at first i was like oh you got it you know shaved and everything's great um, <laughs> god damn it no <laughs> <laughs> it's the complete opposite oh my uh, god <laughs> I've power just, of perception i just kind of just like <laughs> just lulled over that <laughs> i was like it was really late at night and i was just parsing through it uh let me finish this but email. it's not all bad yeah it's not, it's all, not bad. all bad it doesn't end bad hold on i've decided it's futile to get rid of it and just embracing it now i don't trim at all uh parentheses i'm gay some guys seem to really dig it those that don't like pubes obviously hate it but the guys who like <laughs> yeah. pubes think it is the best thing ever there's someone out there for everyone, you can't strive to be everyone's type. Let me know your thoughts and happy to send pics if you really do want them. Good on the pics. But the uh, <laughs> the like ending sentiments of that email, beautiful. 
It is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sending that in. I'll keep you anonymous, but uh, really appreciate when you guys call in or write in and follow up. So, I mean, that's that's quite amazing. That's definitely what you want. But anyways, I've heard of it, you know, not not being perfect. And obviously, I'm going to go get something lasered. I'll never grow hair there again. You know, that's like what, yeah. you, what you're thinking, right? Uh, but I've had, ex- you know, experiences bestowed upon me about it where it's like no it's it's a little like finer but uh still doing all the maintenance i would have done before um but to have it like flip-flop completely and like make fine hairs grow into coarse hairs i haven't heard that one before yeah i haven't really heard that either i mean that's kind of an interesting one i mean i would think still like i don't know a lot about laser treatment but i think the idea is like they're breaking down the follicle and then it eventually just doesn't grow back and so i would think like with more treatment you could get it to that point but uh that's gotta hurt like a mother the way he's describing it though is really interesting because it's he's saying it's like essentially now there's hair where there wasn't hair yeah and it's white and it goes all the way up to his. it was white and now it's course or like it was a fine hair that you would have never noticed before yeah. like and they, now it goes yeah 50 percent of his dick is <laughs> like all those bushy vellus hairs like when you have those like yeah. peach fuzz yeah yeah. yeah yeah he's got a half bush dick now so i mean i guess you know with the original person we gave that advice to you know hopefully they're still listening and uh <laughs> <laughs> they can just like leave it but i'm sure there's other people because like at the time like afterwards i did research it and there are people who are doing like laser treatment on their dick and i think it is successful for some people yeah um but you know 300 pounds that's not what is that like 500 us or something like that um that's not terrible for six sessions i mean i don't know if that's (laughs) six sessions that did the opposite of what you wanted (laughs) i don't know is that is that under their nhs like healthcare system i don't know that could be private (laughs) but uh it's probably like 40 grand in the u.s yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. I bet it would cost like ten grand, and then you just have a hairier dick than what yeah. you had. But I'm really happy for him. I'm happy that like he found guys that dig it, and uh, yeah, and that he's just not even worried about it. Yeah, makes perfect sense. You gotta just you gotta be comfortable with what you got. Yeah, you do you. You do you. Um, I think that wraps it up for this episode. We're gonna try to do too much politics and coronavirus you guys can hear that anywhere so it's fucking everywhere um again if there's anything you guys would like us to cover you can always call 720-282-9782 that's our advice line and leave a message or email hello at newsonacid.com like us rate us subscribe and we will see you guys shortly bye-bye bye